Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Hey, every entrepreneur knows there's nothing zen about starting a business. There's more to it than coming up with your idea and putting together a business plan. The reality is that it comes with mountains of paperwork and problems like setting up websites and a million other details you may not even think of. Well, today's guest is trying to change that. Russ Burdoff is the founder and CEO of Zen Business, an online platform helping small business owners start, run, and grow their companies. Ross, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett right here on C-Suite Radio. Hey, Jeff, I'm so glad to be here and and, uh, love to be invited. Well, it's good to have you. So not everybody knows what Zen Business is all about. Give me a brief description. Well, I'll just give you the tagline, Jeff, which is the the one I tell everyone that is, you know, we are Shopify for the service industry. So if Shopify is the solution for e-commerce, we are the solution for uh, the service industry. So think plumbers, contractors, podcast, you know, folks, you know, everybody that's doing in the service business. This is the biggest segment, of the U.S. economy and the global economy. We do everything nuts to bolts starting with the formation, all of the paperwork that gives you the headache, the website, uh, invoicing, CRM, just everything to manage your customers, merchant account. It's the whole nine yards. We want to, we are that one-stop shop solution. Well, you came from a background where you started the vacation by rental owners. I mean, you were, you were, you know, you exited that, did really well with that without question. Why, why this? Why get started with this? What, what made you think, oh man, I got to go tackle this problem? Yeah. Great question, Jeff. I get answered that, asked that one a lot. You know, founding CTO at uh, Homeway, now VRBO, uh, you know, we created the unicorn for the vacation rentals market. Sold it to Expedia for $3.9 billion. I My plan was to take a year off to cool down after that, you know, 11-year stint. And I made it about 10 months before I got wrapped. <laughs> You're laughing. It's not funny. Yeah, I know. I, I, yeah, exactly. I've been <laughs> and, there, done that. <laughs> and, you know, I got wound up with these uh, three entrepreneurs that are, uh, the, and I've added a few more founders, got wrapped up in this company that's become Zen Business, and I just got more and more excited about it. You know, there's nothing better than the vacation rental business. You know, you get to be able to make people uh, happy on vacation. What's better than that? We did, I'll tell you what, what's better than that is Zen Business. We did a recent survey, Jeff, and it almost brought all of us to tears. We asked our folks, uh, our customers, over 140,000 businesses we've, we've created to date, we asked them, hey, what's, you know, what was your motivation for starting a business? And the number one and two, one, two, and three was all about they wanted to change their lives, change the world, and make more money at the same time. I mean, yeah. what could be better than that as far as a business for folks to come to you? And then the other question in the survey that they they answered almost at 89% 
was they felt like Zen Business was the place to do that. And they, we were a trusted partner to make them successful. So, so, you know, that, I'm, so everybody's why. like trying to solve the problem. So the real problem is all the hassles that go with the startup and pulling this together and ma just making it easier. Is that what you saw? Well, I think it's, I mean, that's the, the, the number one reason why folks uh, don't form or don't start a business is they have fear, fear of the unknown. I don't know what to do. What I don't know what I don't know. And so what yeah. we do at Zen Business, all the way from the, hey, I've heard that I need to form an LLC, which is the, the major formation for corporations in the uh, or for company formations in the U.S. And so they know they have to do that. But then when they come to the website, we guide them through that process. We make it simple. We have a really high level of customer support. Uh, we have a, a through the roof uh, NPS from our customers. They love us. We love them. We want to engage with them uh, via chat, email, phone. So we're available to make them successful. It's really, you know, uh, our goal, it's really simple. Again, our goal, if we make our customers successful at business, we're successful. So it's just not this, it's really simple. You know, now that that vision is simple and that thesis is simple. There's a lot that goes into it, a lot of technology that goes into it. I'm a CTO gone CEO and, and, and I'll do a shout out for all of the CTOs. Being a CEO is way easier than being a CTO any day of the week. Uh, so I'm very proud. Oh, no, I'm going to get into that question in a minute. I want to know more about that, but I have to go back and ask you a question, Ron. Mm -hmm. You know, a good friend of mine is Keith Kroc. I just had Keith on the, on the show again. He was, he was at Ariba. Uh, CEO, chairman of Ariba, sold out for billion, six billion dollars. Then went on to go start up uh, DocuSign. I served on his board. Of course, we went public for twenty-one billion dollars. And 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 I said to him, "Why would you do that again? What what did what did you see here where you would say, hey, look, I made we did three billion over here. We sold out. We did the, did well. Most people check it off and go. What did you see here that just said, hey, I want to go do this?'" Well, I'll tell you, it, it, the, there's nothing wrong with money. So yeah. trust me, there's no there's no lack of money Amen. in the world, apparently. <laughs> so everyone needs to understand that there's no shortage of money. So Shopify is right now at $144 billion valuation. I checked yesterday. There's no reason, none. It's a bigger market. It's a bigger segment. We shouldn't be a $200 billion plus business. And so that's one reason. It's a huge segment. But what underlines that, the same thing with uh, uh, the way the Shopify crew grew, and I know uh, uh, some of the executives there, is, you know, it's this thesis is how do we make these folks successful? This is, this is a trend we saw before the pandemic. The global pandemic has accelerated this digitization of the micro businesses. Oh. So, yeah. you know, Jeff, it's, it's, um, I'm a mentor, I'm a, you know, investor, uh, on boards. And, you know, when you work with these young entrepreneurs, I always learn something from them. So don't, this is always a, I feel like I get more than, than I give, but the, the piece that they don't understand a lot of it's easy. It's a lot of things that we, that, that, that can be automated, that can be built into the process. You know, they need to be out generating revenue, generating demand, satisfying their customers. They don't need to be messing around with all this headache inducing 
accounting, taxes, uh, you know, websites, uh, you know, how do they get indexed, all of this stuff that that we want to handle. And again, you know, we discover this every day, new features and functionality. Again, our number one goal is to make them successful. We do that, then we become successful. And you see that in our retention rates. You see that in our our uh, customer success. That, you know, it's pretty good. Let me take a quick break. Speaking of success, I need some success. I need to take a quick break for some ads. I'll be right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we are back and we're live casting right here on LinkedIn and Facebook as I bring you Ross Birdoff, the founder and CEO of Zen Business, formerly at VRBO as well, who uh, had a three point something after three. After once you start counting billions, do you really need to count the points? But anyway, had a real successful uh, exit there and is now, of course, leading Zen Business, trying to make it a lot easier for a lot of entrepreneurs to start their business. It, you know, Ross, can you imagine you lie, lay awake at night wondering, look, if I can just make it simpler for these guys to do this stuff and basically the tedious everyday stuff you have to do and they could focus more time on what they really want to do, solving the problems for their businesses. What a great business that'll be. Yeah. I mean, in hindsight, Jeff, I mean, yeah. you know, you're, you're coming to the to the, uh, the plug of it. So absolutely in hindsight, but you know, as an entrepreneur, I used to lay in bed when we first started and pray for customers. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, and but, pray for revenue to make payroll every that's day. That's right. right. And so, you know, but after you get going and you discover what's going on, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, these things evolve. And, and again, you know, that, that the, the big piece is it's this huge segment and growing segment. You know, there was a recent survey from Upworks that that uh, came out and said 60% of the folks that have went into freelancing said they would never go back to a regular job regardless of the money. So this is really a global trend of, you know, the de-corporatization uh, of America. More and more folks are becoming the solopreneurs, micro-businesses going out on their, their own. And now with the pandemic, you can work anywhere. I'm working... Yeah. You know, I'm based out of Austin, but I'm working in New Mexico right now. And so, yeah, I do what I get super excited. I mean, we get love letters from customers unsolicited. Some of them are, you know, uh, are tear jerkers uh, in that, you know, with the way we helped. We when the pandemic came out, we did we did grant program where we gave thousands of dollars to folks and really changed their their lives. That's what this is all about. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, the we're a B corporation, by the way. We're firm believers in that B corporation. All of our employees uh, love the company. We love all of them. And the the that that you know internal culture then radiates from the company. We want our customers to be successful. And there's no reason, as I said before, Jeff, there's no lack of money in the world. There's no reason we can't do both of those. It's not a zero-sum game where we have to somehow uh, be greedy or, uh, you know, be uh, uh, make a rip off the customers. That's not the right. goal. The goal is to give more value than, than they pay. That's a real definition of a hero business, putting people above profits and doing what's right. And I think that's the most important thing that you and I can do is, quite frankly, we got a little bit of gray hair, a little bit more senior leaders. That's, that's our job is to show the way for everybody else. 
You mentioned the digitization of business, which without question, COVID, you know, days became weeks, weeks became months, months became years for us this last year. And you had to get it. You had to drink the Kool-Aid or, you know, didn't. It, it looks as though COVID really helped your business this year. I know it, it hurt a lot of people, but without question, it looks like for your business model, it was like it accelerated you a great deal. That's right. And we have seen we have seen you know, explosive growth as a result. I mean, when the, the pandemic hit, we kind of all panicked and there was like this, almost this deep breath in for six weeks and we're watching the numbers. People are coming to the site, but they're not converting. And then bam, you know, six weeks later it took off. And then this has been another banner year uh, for us. So we have seen growth. We've surveyed our customers. You know, there is a lot of movement uh, as a result of the the pandemic again. This is a trend that was been accelerated. I think it was a it was a trend that was already there. The pandemic just really put gasoline on that fire. So we have seen explosive growth, and um, you know we're happy to be here. You know I don't want to uh, be on your podcast and say, "Great, let's have another pandemic." That's not what it's about. No. I think it's yeah. really about we're here to help those folks be successful with the circumstances that they had that was already happening before this trend was, was already moving forward. And, you know, it's, um, uh, this is not like, this is a black swan event that changes the world. And I think in, uh, we're glad to be able to help folks. So you, you, you said earlier, it's a lot easier being a CEO than a chief technology officer. Why did you say that? Oh my God. I mean, what, you know, my chief technology officer who I hired at HomeAway, now VRBO, Alex Victoria, just the, you know, best CTO in the, on the, on the globe. Now I hired him to run my platform team when I was the CTO at excite.com. And so I trust him, you know, with my life, as far as product development, but I mean, the demands we put on him, Jeff, and the, the wacky stuff. And, and he's got to create stuff out of whole cloth. Now, the good news is technology is moving so much faster than when, when uh, I started up HomeAway. You know, our HomeAway team, we had like 50 plus people on the shopping cart. You know, now we use this company called Stripe. Half of an engineer, half of an engineer, you know, three hours a month to maintain it. So things yeah. have changed. But, um, you know, with all the cloud-based computing, but I mean, it's just really hard to have those demands of, you know, we are creating a custom solution that is a convenient solution. Really what our customers want is to be able to come to us, have everything curated, push a button and get a website, which is what they got. Push a button and get a merchant account. And this is all done because we get them at the formation side. We have the easiest FinTech onboarding we're launching our Zen Business Money product, which has got a merchant account, banking, invoicing, accounting, and we'll be adding invoice factoring so you can get paid faster uh, uh, next year. All of that, they hit a button. And the reason they can do that is because all their information has been entered as, as at the formation time. So the reason it's harder is just, you know, as the CEO, I just guide the ship and I get to talk to delightful people like you and you know, do the vision and and uh, talk to employees, keep the ship going straight. He's got to create the things out of whole cloth, and and these businesses are complicated. 
Yeah. Do you kind of feel like you're more of a coach now? Yeah. I mean, I do feel like I'm more of a coach. I mean, I do, you know, I have the, I have the, the beautiful situation. I, a lot of my executive team I've worked with for 20 years. That's what mm-hmm. you get with uh, being a, a good guy and a good person and uh, you know, having some age. So, you know, they, and having they, success. I mean, when you have yeah. the success, I mean, you know, listen, I was a chief marketing officer at Kodak and at this company, this company, people follow with me. We go, we're part of a team. We're a band of merry men and women. Who, who go and do these things again and again and again, because, well, we're having a good time and we're, and, and we're making good money. So nothing wrong with that. Right? No, no. Yeah. And they know what to expect and I know what to expect. And, yeah. and, you know, Jeff, it's the, so yes, I'm a coach, but, but I also feel like a coach where the players call me out on maybe my less than ideal behavior or yeah. some of my uh, foibles and I've worked with him long enough and I'm uh, old enough that I say, you know what? Thanks. Good. Well, I'm going to ask you about that behavior. Cause I think that's a real mark of a really great leader. Let's take a quick break. And we'll be right back after this message. C-suite radio. <clears throat> hey, we are back. Uh, this is Jeffrey Hazel with all business on C-suite radio. And of course we're talking with Russ Burdorf, and he is the CEO of Zen Business. We're talking about leadership coaching. And is it better to be a chief technology officer or CEO? Well, of course, he's already told us he thinks it's the CEO. You know, I like it, Ross, when I have my team, they call me and say, hey, that's, you know, that's bullshit. You know, that's not right. I disagree with you. You got to have that in this, in, in this startup mentality, don't you? Absolutely. And I think it's that, that culture of, you know, team work and the ability to call each other out and, you know, treat people as real people. I mean, the, the last thing I want anyone to think is that I'm perfect. And, and I, I always say, if you, there's any doubt of me being perfect, you can talk to my wife. She's got a list of everything. (laughs) And now, you know, if you work with folks a long time and you're open to it, Jeff, I mean, I think you indicated this. You got to be open to it. I mean, the, you know, people leave because of their boss, you know, and because of the culture in there. And I've got a culture here at this company that makes us better. I mean, we're yeah. all after making our customers successful, making us successful, making our investors successful. And the way we do that is by being honest with one another. I'm writing a book about honesty and, and how that gets you farther in business and the whole thesis is around that honesty. I'd rather have the honesty from my team than my customers, mm. you know, or, or from my board. And they say, you know, Ross, there's, you've got this pretty big defect and it's become fatal. You need to go find a new job. I'd, I'd rather have people that, uh, that uh, give a shit and want to be successful with me. Tell me that stuff. And, and you got to be open to it. Yeah. Well, speaking of boards, I saw that you raised like 55 million last summer uh, for the business. Um, are, are, you, are you going to be doing more? Are you going to do another round or is that how it, and by the way, I'm curious to know how tough was it to raise the money? Well, you know, it would, people have asked me, it was in, in one sense, it, we were doing really well, Jeff. So that was good. That had us going good for us. The other sense, this was really, I have never met my new investors in person 
Yeah. So, you know, it was it was it was hard from that point of view. So I will tell you that a lot of VCs uh, early on were like, oh, if the numbers aren't absolutely positively perfect, then we're going to pass. Whereas I think when it was, you know, meeting in person and they get to see the team, they're like, hey, wait a second. These, this we team in is- you. Yeah. yeah. We'll we'll buy into you. Not so much about the numbers. We'll buy into you. Yeah. Yeah. The numbers look good. So we, we had both going for us. So, you know, I'm always amazed at how, you know, I think it should take three to five days to raise $55 million. (laughs) It usually takes about six months. Yeah. So, you know, there's always that disconnect. Uh, But it was great. We got great investors. Cathay uh, Innovations came in to lead the round. They've led Chime, which is a perfect match for us. And, and uh, you know, the same kind of fintech segment we're going after the underserved market. So very, very happy. And, I, you know, Jeff, I think uh, we are going to be doing, we've been doing three, four, five X uh, on, on revenue. We've got another gangbuster mm-hmm. year. So we don't need the money. I guess that's the best time to raise money. We've told we were we are not out raising money, but I'm pretty confident with the revenue numbers that we're going to generate this year that we'll have some incoming preemptive stuff we'll have to deal with, which is is a good problem. Yeah, well, it's a nice thing to be able to have and nice to be able to to do that. You know, and it sounds like you went for more strategic investors this time around. Um. Well, we always going for strategic investors. Mm -hmm. I mean, we really have a high pedigree. Investor, you know, Gravecroft, uh, their HIPAA, you know, we've got, you know, top tier investors, um, you know, on our on our cap table. So it wasn't somebody like a lot of places. Sometimes they'll just say, well, what the, what's the best investors? The ones that say yes. You know, that's usually there wasn't that the case this time. You were you literally had some really good ones, which is great. Yeah, it was it was a competitive round. And, yeah. you know, uh, I'm sure the next round will be competitive also. Yeah, I see you're that serving. Be, you know, a, I mean, Jeff, that. you got to you got to live with these folks for a long time. And yeah, exactly. You, you know, that's something a lot of people re, uh, forget when you're when you're raising money. You know, a lot of times I have people come to me, say, Jeff, I'd like to invest in you. And I'm going like, there's no way I'm letting that guy in my company because I got to deal with that person or gal because mm-hmm. I just don't like them. Or mm-hmm. they're they're too they're too in my face or too in my business. I don't want that. I don't mind them, you know, crossing a line and pushing me and being transparent. But there's some people I just don't want in the business. Sure, sure. So what, let me ask you one one question left. What what's the biggest mistake that you see entrepreneurs making right now? Oh my God, this is the one that I you could see I have a, a emotion about it. The, the number one reason that uh, companies fail, whether they're, you know, venture backed or private, any kind of backed or, or, or solopreneur businesses is there's no market for their product. Yeah. So I see companies coming up with, oh, here's my idea. Maybe they do a little bit of research and then they go out and they like, well, we got to build this and that, and we got to get this right and everything. And, and it's all of this, uh, from my perspective, it's all of this subterfuge, which is why in the hell are you not out there getting your customer to swipe a credit card? That's your only job 
certainly, most certainly early on, you can only step back and uh, broaden your scope and filter out customers until you have customers. So everyone thinks it's like, they're, they're thinking about the end game and the end game starts when you get customers coming through the front door and getting that volume. And then you can, can really start uh, working on all of the unit economics, all of the, the, the important functions and features for your customers. But, you know, early on, I just say, you know, folks go out and make money. That's the number one job. Focus on that. Yeah. You don't have anything. The old adage the old adage is with well, a dog eat the dog food, you know, because an idea without implementation, somebody doesn't pay you. It doesn't mean anything. That's it's right. nothing but an idea. That's and that's right. a lot of people forget. Hey, Ross, what a pleasure to have you here on All Business. We appreciate so much. Congrats with all the early success and also the success that you got with Zen Business. We appreciate you being here today. Thanks so much, Jeff. I'm, I'm grateful to be here. Hey, at the end of every show, I like to add what I learned. And I tell you, it was very simple. Will the dog eat the dog food? That's what we talked about right at the end. But his number one thing is to make the customer successful. Listen, I've been around a lot of different businesses over the years, a lot of B2B businesses. And one of the biggest lessons I've ever learned, especially around franchising, you know, that the franchisers work to make their franchisees successful, just like a lot of manufacturers will have dealers and they'll make them successful in being successful to their customers. If you do that, you make your customers successful when you're in a B2B business, a game, set, match. That's what I learned right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. And don't forget, tell your friends all about us and uh, all about C-Suite Radio. We appreciate it. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.